Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those help who those sell, for, sell a for a living. I love that. And you know that Tommy Boy is back in the house because we said we were going to have a two-part series and we do not tell lies. <laughs> we always we, speak the truth at Aslan. We're not like... We're not like Buddy the Elf where he says, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> yeah, just my favorite. If you haven't seen the movie Elf, you've got it. My favorite, my favorite line <laughs> from that movie is everybody's pushing small town rural. A book on farm would be just like white noise. <laughs> so good. White yeah, noise. what was, I forget the author's name, but that was fabulous. Well, we are back uh, with part two of our Quadrant Coaching series, a two-part series, as you've deduced. Um, and today we're going to get into Tom's recommendations, four of them to be precise, for those strivers, achievers, and even those that are not desiring to change what we call independence and detractors. So we'll get into that shortly. But first, we must decide what that is in front of you that is cold, frosty, and refreshing. Mm. What you got? Well, mine's not cold. It's tepid, and it's water. Oh. This is a this is a Nestle Pure Life oh, dear bottle God. of water, Scott. Um, so that's what I'm going with today. I'm helping my son move. Uh, and I'm saying that so people will think I'm a good guy. Uh, <laughs> I probably will just stand around and eat fried chicken. Well, you but but you might. But I might. I might but help. Might. I brought my gloves, so yeah. I'm gonna have water to stay fresh and uh, vibrant. Hydrated. You got to stay hydrated with the good stuff. I'm actually going to have a beverage because I, um, I found this Breckenridge Christmas ale. Have you ever been to Breckenridge, Colorado? I have. I have one time. I got. I think set. it's an underrated mountain out there. Everybody goes to Vale and Aspen. People mm -hmm. know Copper and some of the others, but mm -hmm. Breckenridge is really quietly one of my favorite mountains out there. And this beer, this Christmas ale, is 7.4% ABV. Wow. So I'm expecting big things out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Your expectations are high. Remember Very high. Yeah, disappointment's a function of expectation, Scott. Remember that. And the beer style, by the way, is winter warmer, which I did not mm -hmm. know was a beer style, Very but I'm happy. It does, it does fill me with warmth. Well, Very I know you've... You're oh, by the way, do we have any sponsors yet, Scott? Have we got anybody sponsoring before we dive in? Um, <laughs> Breckenridge <laughs> Christmas Ale is our sponsor okay, <laughs> with okay. their new All winter right, so warmer... <laughs> <laughs> okay, sponsored by Breckenridge Christmas Ale and Nestle's Pure Life Water. Exactly. And you just went into your radio voice. Wow. Beautiful. beautiful. Impressive. Well, good. Let's get into the content because I think, you know, that's part of the reason people listen, at least. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a small part. The beer is probably number one. But, you know, we talked about um, the four quadrants the other day. And, and if you envision a four box of, those that are left of the center line being of low desire to change, those to the right of the center line being of high desire to change. And then, of course, the, the lateral or horizontal line is your results line. If we look at those four buckets, we labeled them as the people without desire were independents that were kind of leave them alone and they just make their number and they don't want help. And that's okay. Yeah, they're, they're, above the, they're hitting their number, but they don't want to change the independents. The detractors are, you know, potentially a problem area, uh, and we're going to talk about how to solve both of those. But I, if you want, we can start with the strivers and achievers. Those are the people that want to change. Should we start with them? Yes. Yeah, so the, the achievers are, again, above the line, so meaning they're hitting their number. Yeah. 
and they want to get better. And so a lot of times sales leaders will ignore them, even right. though they might treat them a little special, but they kind of ignore them because like, oh, you already got it figured out and um, you're already hitting your number. So I'm going to, I'm going to reshift my, you know, my time to problem areas, but you don't want to ignore your achievers because those are obviously your high performers and they want to be challenged. And if you don't challenge them and they don't see an opportunity for growth, they may leave. So your kind mm -hmm. of overall strategy is defend. Now you don't need to spend as much time in development with the achievers, um, but you still need to allocate a certain percentage of your time, not high, but I would, I would think of, if you think of your coaching time as high, medium and low, it'd be more in the low area but you still need to, to, to look for ways to um, how you can help them develop and get to the next level because if they feel stagnant, they may leave. Yeah. So, and, and, and one of the things that um, are a barrier sometimes a leader will, will face when dealing with an achiever is they're like, well, I don't have anything else to share with them, right? They've been on my team for a while. I've, you know, I, I don't know what else to do. We'll look for other people to mentor them. So yeah. find somebody who can challenge them and mentor them and look for opportunities to develop. And it may not be in sales. It could be uh, in, you know, the next step in their career. Yeah. But, but basically what, what's the next thing? How can you help them get there whether it's with you or somebody else? Well, and it sounds don't like ignore there's, them. there's a risk. Exactly. There's a risk of anybody above that line, independent or achiever, you treat them the same way and they shouldn't be treated the same way because right. one wants help and wants to learn and wants to get better and maybe wants to get promoted. And the other one wants you to just leave them alone. Right. And, and they're going to go make their number with, with or without you. Right. <laughs> so. And I think that you're bringing up a good point. And that's the, really the, the, the focus of this, this um, podcast is four different strategies, right? You got four different, you got four different people on your team, you know, you, and so you need to adjust an other centered leader versus a self-centered leader, adjust their strategy to their team member. And we are not a one size fits all podcast. I mean, we break no. it down. That's what we do. So we break it down. <laughs> so okay so that's that's your that's your uh your achievers talk mm -hmm. to me about our strivers those that are interested in getting better but not quite measuring up to the results we expect right. or they expect of themselves this is your biggest opportunity yeah. is to get your your strivers who want to get better they're like coach me spend mm -hmm. time with me i want to get better take me to the driving range right as we yeah. used the analogy last time on the podcast that's right yep um you know is 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 they want to practice. They want to get better. So this is where your investment as a coach will pay off. They're hungry. They want your feedback. They want you to ride with them. They want to get better. Uh, and if you can move the needle with them, they'll get above the line in results. And that's where you spend a high percentage of your time as a coach is working with your strivers. That's where your biggest payoff is. And do you ever make recommendations of, if, if, you know, if someone's got, a percentage of their time set aside for coaching. And then you've got to take that smaller pie and say, here's how you're going to break that up. Do you ever make recommendations of what that percentage looks like with achievers and strivers versus the others? Is it 75, 25? Is it, is it? I think that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. yeah 70, 30, 75. It's like you, because, because again, the achievers is probably more around strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be making, you know, strategic selling, you know, again, strategy, yeah. presentations and complex situations. Um, and it's, it's, it's not a lot of the heavy lifting where yeah. a strat, you know, where the striver, let's say they're maybe having to learn how to lead a discovery meeting. 
Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of work to learn how to prospect and write emails. So, so even though um, it's more probably complex topics with the achievers, it doesn't take as much time. Yeah. Yep. You know, think about, you. yeah, you know, if you want to use back to the sports analogy, it's like, you know, where achiever, you may be back to the golf thing. You may be talking about which iron to choose or how to adjust to different courses. Whereas with a striver, it's like the hard work of learning how to putt or yeah. drive the golf ball, you know? Yeah. So it just takes more time. Yep. Gotcha. Maybe we should use a Maybe we should use a cooking analogy for our non-sports enthusiast or a, a music analogy. But I, don't I like that. So we could skip it. We'll have to work on those word pictures, Tom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, so we've taken care of those with desire uh, mm -hmm. and the right side of the quadrant. But we have, we have a couple other folks on our team, a different, a little bit different, uh, I don't know, desire level. So what do we do with independence? Yeah. So let's, for the, for the purposes of this podcast, let's kind of keep it simple. Let's lump the independents and, and detractors into one bucket because we're yep. going to talk about the four things we need to do with those, those two types of members of our team. So it'll be simple. Just kind of lump them together. Perfect. But I want to reiterate the point. What you don't do is you don't coach them. Yeah. So if you back to what we talked about in the last podcast. So we're coaching achievers and strivers. We don't coach people who don't want to change. Desire determines development. If you want a coaching session, if you want me to ride along with you, observe your behavior, give you feedback and, and practice and work on work together to develop new skills. The key that unlocks that door to that coaching session is desire because you are wasting your time yeah. coaching someone who doesn't want to get better. So we don't coach detractors and dependents. We have meetings. Mm -hmm. Right. This is where we don't put on our coaching hat. We put on our leadership hat. We say we've got to figure out how to get them to intrinsically develop the desire to change. How do we spark the desire to change? Um, so I would I would recommend sort of four steps. Um, the first thing I would do is I'm sitting down with, again, an independent or a detractor. An independent reminder is somebody, they're hitting their number, but they're just like, leave me alone. I don't want to change. I don't want to get better. You know they could get better, but they don't want to. Yeah. And maybe a lot of times with the independents, it's not so much, they're okay now, but the market's changing. Like what they were doing will no longer work. And so you see that happening and maybe they don't, they don't yeah. see it. They're just happy doing the same. Change is hard, right? So they're like, I got this figured out. I'm doing my thing. Let's yeah. The detractors are not hitting their number and they don't want to change. They're probably in denial. They're blaming yeah. somebody else or they think something if we had more leads or we, you know, if you change this or like, <laughs> even though, you know, a lot of people are hitting their number, they've, they've got a reason why it's not possible. Um, You're reminding me of that scene from Glen Gary, Glen Ross, where the, right. the big boss comes from downtown and, right. and says, but the leads aren't any good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always right. an excuse, right? Somebody else's fault. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's so, so here's the four things I would, if you were to lump the independents and the detractors together, and our goal again is to create, create the desire to change. The first thing you want to do is restate your role. Your role is to help them meet their, their goal. Yeah. Your role is to help them. It's not about you are the principal and you caught them and they're in trouble, or you're the, the teacher, or the, the person who says you're in trouble and I'm going to tell you that you're, your role is to help them meet their goals. Yeah. So it's not about catching them doing something wrong. It's about you're there to support them and how can you help them achieve what they want to do? So that the, the goal is to, re, is to remind them of that. Then, then, and so the other, th the other thing I want to say about that is you don't need to be the heavy or the bad guy. The line is the bad guy. Right. 
right? Yeah. The line meaning the results line. Yeah. Results are non-negotiable. So you just restate, look, I don't care what you do or how you get there, but the line, and of course, this is the, the, the conversation you'd have with the detractor because they're below the line. The line is non-negotiable. As long as you're above that line, and you, can, you, you obviously play within the rules of the organization, um, you can do whatever you want. My job is just to help you. My goal is to help you get what you want. So um, versus you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think that's an important distinction because if, and even with an independent, uh, sorry, yeah, an independent that's, that's achieving results. Yeah. If they, if they don't have desire to change, they're only as good as their results. In other words, if they're achieving, yeah, you leave them alone. But as soon as they fall below and everybody has a bad year, everybody has a bad quarter, now, now what do we do, right? So right. when you establish your reputation with them or your role, I should say, with them, what you're saying is, I love that. I love that you said that. The line is, is our collective problem. And right. I am willing to help you get above it, but you have to want me to help you. You have to want to change and you want to develop. And as of right now, you don't. So Yeah, that's, and I think it's, a, it's, a, it's like a parenting thing. I remember too, I learned this yeah. as a parent. But the consequences of the behavior were the consequences of the behavior, not me. Yeah. Right. I'm not the bad guy. You know, if, you, if you're not responsible and you drive, then that means you can't drive. I love you. We're fine. But you're not going to get to drive because your driving leads to dangerous behavior and that you could get hurt. So that's, I don't have to get mad or upset. Yeah. It's the, 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 the consequences play the, you know, let the consequences speak. Well, it's uh, like a good cop, bad cop. You're the good cop. The bad cop is the your results. And exactly. We're, Those we're are not negotiable. I wish, I wish we could all just hang out at work and not have to do anything. But unfortunately, we have a fiduciary, we have a responsibility, <laughs> right, to uh, hit yeah. a number. And, and you're getting paid to do that. And we're giving you money. And therefore, that's not negotiable. How you do, my job is to help you do that. Now, by the way, if you don't want to do that, and this isn't a fit, that doesn't make you a bad person. I just need to help you find something else. Yes. I love right? That. So my goal is to help you, whether it's to find another job that's better for you or it's to help you achieve whatever you need to achieve. But um, I And what you did there is you teamed up, right? Instead of being the heavy or the boss or the, right. the police or whatever analogy you want to create, you are walking arm in arm toward a common goal. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is what this podcast is all about. But that's what sales management and sales reps are, they're supposed to be a team. This is a team sport, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a team. And I, I, I think of, when I think about my team, I look at them as I'm, I, you know, I try to turn the pyramid upside down. It's not, I'm more important, I'm less important, right? Yeah. So it starts with the customer and then it's the rep and then it's me. And how can I support the, the rep who supports the customer? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, this is a super important point if you're working with someone who's older and has more experience. Yeah. Because one of the barriers to change is ego. So how dare you, and I've, I've been in these situations before, because sure. I've moved into management in my 20s. Uh, how dare you, this, per this person who's much younger than me, tell me how, how to do the job. Even though you're not trying to tell them how to do the job, even though right. maybe you sold more than they did, and maybe you were more successful, and maybe you're even better at it. Their perception is um, based on their tenure. Yeah. I don't appreciate you telling. So when you restate, look, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you you're in trouble. The line is the line that was established by the organization that was established in an agreement when you joined our organization to hit that number. And so my job is to help you. If you don't want my help, that's fine. Yep. We'll let the results speak for themselves. Yeah, so people that have egos. Yeah. Um, the next thing I would say is then don't speak. 
take the trip. So what we mean by, when we say at Aslan, take the trip, it's like you have a point of view and they have a point of view. Yeah. Right. So there's, if they're an independent and they don't want to change or there's a, they're a detractor and they don't want to change, there's a reason why, right? There's something that you don't understand. Yeah. And so if you, your goal is to understand that, to let them speak and to validate their point of view until you have the O oh moment and you go, Oh, that's why they're doing what they're doing. That's now it all makes sense. now. And you'll have this O oh moment. You go, Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, whatever the, whatever the gray area was, you get, and then you feed it back to them. Yeah. And they say, exactly. Yeah. And when that happens, when that exchange happens and they feel validated, you've just set yourself up with, for the best possible way to communicate to them why it may be in their best interest to change. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. So restate the role, take the trip. What's the third one? Drop the rope. Drop the rope, which is instead of trying to pull them into your position, try to yeah. pull them into your direction, trying to, you know, force them to change. You say, listen, I don't, again, I want, my goal is for you to be successful. You can get there however you want. If you want to do something, this is what I found works. This is what other people have found works. But if you can, if you want to try that, you can try that, right? All I would do is just say, be open about the results and honest about what you're seeing. If it works, do it. Again, I'm not trying to say this is the only way. What I'm trying to do is help you achieve what you need to achieve. Yeah. The op it's, it's up to you to pick the options. So again, they're, it's learner-led. Yeah. They are driving development. If, if they're not driving development, you're wasting your time. Yeah. If you're trying to force them to do it, so just acknowledge it and drop the rope, and that's going to create, again, more receptivity. <laughs> it sounds like some of our like family vacation planning. Like I can't <laughs> force you to go on this family vacation right. because if I do and you hate it every step of the way, it makes everybody miserable. But it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when you drop the rope and say, we're going to Florida, and if you want to come, we'd love to have you. It's a right. much different conversation. You know, so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's because they, here's the reality. You can't force anybody to do anything. You can't. Now you can, you can force people to act compliant to certain things like filling out charts and yeah. turning in numbers and all that stuff, but it's just an exercise in creative writing. Yeah. I mean, ultimately people have to want to do it. And so they have to see what's in it for them and, and mm -hmm. see that, you know, cause ultimately we are all pretty selfish people. Right. Well, the other thing is, is when there's tension, meaning you're trying to pull them to your position and you're trying to get them to do something, the focus is on the tension and not the truth. Yeah. The focus is on you trying to get them to do something yeah. rather than say, you do whatever you want. What do you want to do? Uh, you know, but these are, these are options. These are, these are options that I want to op offer to you. Here's ways that other people have addressed this, but you, what do you want to do? Yeah. Makes sense. All right. And what is our fourth and final recommendation for these low desire people on our team? Is ask them, ask them to actually answer the question. What do they want to do? Yeah. Get them to verbalize their decision. After you drop the rope, get them to say, I'm actually not going to change. Even though we, the market's changing and our, our market share is declining and we've got more competition and I've always been selling this way and I see that that's eroding, I think I'm just going to stick with my strategy and not change. And uh, I'm happy if we you know, continue to... So you're basically selling me you don't want coaching. Yes. Great. Okay. So that's your decision. Remember, 
So let's just say we're talking to a tractor. This is your number. Yeah. You need to be here by this date. And if you, and you understand the consequences, then that's what you want. That's what I want. Because people, people have a hard time articulate. They'd rather complain. Yeah. I remember working with reps at uh, Hewlett Packard many years ago. And this is when Dell, this was the small business group in, in Hewlett Packard. Can we say that on the air? Can we say that, Scott? You know, we can bleep it out. HP. I don't think we're going to get in much trouble. For yeah. That. We'll be fine. And um, they were, they were, they were trying to compete with Dell. Dell was a hot commodity at the time. Yeah. I mean, they were doing, they were, they were beating HP. And the, the, all the reps were, most of the reps were complaining because Dell could deliver a server in like a week, yeah. maybe a couple of weeks. And if I remember correctly, in HP, it took them three months or month to get a server. I can't remember the exact time. It was like double the time. Yeah. And they, and they would just constantly complain about that. And I said, that's a legitimate complaint. There are reps here that have found customers who don't care that the server will get there in a week or two, and they're still successful. But the reality is, at HP, they're not going to get a server for a month. What do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to stay or go? Yeah. Because that's the reality of where we are, right? It's now. like creating a fort. This is the reality. I, and I looked at him. I said, what color are all the walls? We were in like a 100,000 square foot building in Denver. And I said, what color are the walls? And they said, gray. I said, every day you come in here, these walls are gray. I said, if every day you came in and you complained about the walls are gray, <laughs> what would happen? Nothing. Nothing. The walls are Unless gray. You They're not changing the walls, <laughs> right? So what do you want to do? You want to stay or you want to go? You yeah. want to, so, and, and so it's, it's that clarity of making a decision. You want to, what do you want to do? Yeah. And so then once they make a decision, they'll own it, but they just, they can't get out of spinning around complaining and it makes them, it, it, it leads them to this fork in the road of, do you want to stay or go? And I think when they go, okay, I'll stay. Yeah. It's, I used to affectionately refer to those types of conversations as an okay corral moment. Okay. What do you mean? We're, we're going to have a little stare down. Remember the okay corral back in the Western? Yeah. No, yeah. And that. so you, you're just in a stare down, a fa you know, face to face. And we're just going to have to have a real candid conversation. And, you know, if, if the line's going to be the line and that's going to be the determiner, whether you stay or go, that's fine. Yeah. Just wanted to offer you this other alternative. So, and remember, we need to validate, like in the case of the, the HP rub, we need yeah. to validate, Hey, that's a big deal. Yeah. No, I right. Think that's that's true. a yeah. big deal. But HP is a X billion dollar company. Yeah. We're a small division within HP and that's just, isn't going to change overnight, but your, but your point is valid. But I can't, as your manager, change manufacturing. And, and eventually, they were able to do it. And HP actually beat Dell. Uh, they hit their number and beat Dell's uh, in the division that they were, they were focused on. I, I, I don't remember the details. This was years ago. But um, that's all important. But the reality is that's reality. Yeah. And yeah. so, and if you're a rep and you're hearing this, and you're, you, you stayed with this, 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 this series, ask yourself who you are. You know, are, are you a detractor? And is it hard for you to, are you blaming the organization for your number, right? Because if everybody's not hitting their number and everybody's a detractor, then maybe it is the company completely. But if there are people, right, if there are people like, no, within the situation, they're hitting their number, they're doing something, then find out what they're doing. Right, find out, and so be honest about that. And by the way, it may not be in your best interest to stay in that company and make the decision to leave. 
Right. Right. That's okay. It's okay for you to say, and I've told reps that like, look, if it's in your best interest to move into this other role in another company, I'm for you do that. Um, you know, because I have a long-term view about that. And I know that I'll be more successful as a leader if I'm all about helping my reps achieve their personal goals, whether it's inside this company or outside this company, I'm going to be have more engaged employees. My people are going to be more excited about working and they're going to stay with me longer. Well, and you'll always stay have forever. The, yeah. You'll always have the best team you can possibly have because the ones that oh, don't well want to stay said. will leave and the ones that do will work with you and, mm-hmm. and you'll, and you'll be able to, you know, achieve great results together. And, that's what this podcast is all about. And, and I love the first recommendation, which is restate your role as a leader is to help them. You're not here to be the police. You're not here to be the heavy. You are here to support and help them. And reps, if you don't feel like your leader is giving you that, you should be asking for that because that's what teamwork is all about. And we hope this podcast, if it's done nothing else, is taught that this is a team sport and we've got to work together to achieve great results. Well, Tom, this has been another tremendous topic. I love that we did a two-part series. So much fun. And we should do that again. Any last second uh, thoughts before we turn our group loose on their unsuspecting customers? Uh, no, I don't think I have any other, other thought. I think we've covered it. Um, you know, I just, I just want to keep reiterating the idea that it's about the rep and we are there to share with them reality, but it's, it is, their, it is their choice. It is their reality. Even when I'm wearing the manage hat and I'm saying, here's, here's the reality where you are with the numbers, right? Here's the results. It's, and here's the plan to get, to get to hit those numbers. It should be their plan, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's their plan. The numbers, the numbers don't lie, and it's all about helping them do that. And when you, when you have this approach, people will open up. And how you'll have more honest conversations with them. And then that's going to lead to your opportunity to influence. Because that's ultimately what we want is you can't, you know, in your quest for control, if you're a leader and you want to control your team, and I, fa- I face this all the time, in your quest for control, you give up influence. And yeah. what you really want is influence. You point. want people to go, what do you think, Tom? Yeah. You know, what, what do you think I should do? Or this is what I'm scared about. This is what I, my fears are. This is what... This is why I don't want to change, or I'm thinking about this other opportunity, or I don't really know if I want to be here. Now you have the opportunity to influence, but if you're this, here's the way we're going to do it, and this is the what step we're going to play, and this is where you aren't, this is where you are in the plan, and you're here, here's where your gap is, and you better do this, and let's go practice and get better, or don't do it that way, do it this way. Then all that's going to happen is people are going to act like they're interested and nothing's going to change. You just sound like a football coach. Just Yeah, there you go, football, it's exactly. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> well, that is great. He's Tom Stamfell. He is global sales overlord and a really <laughs> tremendous uh, coach whisperer in his own right. So listen to him. Take some of this advice and uh, share this podcast with your friends. Get Ales with Aslan out there. We, uh, we hope it's helping. Um, obviously, there's, uh, there's nothing else in it for us except to just spread this word and help people. We're not charging for this? No. Oh, gosh. No, no, okay, no, no. sorry. Should we? What about all the sponsors? Drop a comment down below. You think we should charge for this? <laughs> yeah, do drop comments. We'd love the comments to tell us what to, what, what questions you have or we what do. challenges you face. We love them. We'd love to address those. We love the comments. So, so keep those comments coming. Share them with your friends, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan. Mm-hmm.